What's up, guys? Chris Opilo back with another Men's Ministry podcast from Frontline Community Church. I've been journeying with Ita Udoka, a great leader and an influencer here at Frontline for many years now. I admire him. I look up to him. He's impacted my life. And I think through these conversations on leadership, you'll be impacted by his perspectives, his viewpoints, uh, his gift of leadership, and that will come through the conversation I got to have with him today. We talked uh, about hard versus soft leadership styles, how to lead in different circumstances, toxic leadership, how to uh, consider that, think about that. And it was just such a great conversation. We both left from that time pumped, excited, and so I'm excited for you to hear it today. What we've been doing is sitting down. We're going to be doing this over the next few weeks as well. Sitting down, hitting good topics about leadership. Uh, we've got at least four of these planned out. We've hit uh, leadership identity and uh, the rejecting passivity that we are called to as men of God. Uh, today we're hitting that hard versus soft. And uh, just a sneak peek into our next conversation, number three is going to be leading diverse teams. What do you do when that team composition is varied? And how do you avoid groupthink? It's going to be a great conversation because this is a, a real passion of Etos. Uh, but today, we're diving into this conversation on hard versus soft leadership styles. You're going to enjoy it, and so I'm going to get out of the way and let you jump right in. What's up, guys? I'm back here at the Frontline Men's Ministry Podcast. I've got Ita Udoka with me today. Hey, what's up, Chris? Good to be back with you. Great to have you yeah. here. We're working on leadership together and uh, helping guys grow in their leadership uh, and today we want to take a, a deep dive into what it looks like to lead courageously without, quote, lording it over those who you lead. That's the words wow. of Jesus right there. Yeah, it's deep. Um, and so what we need to first establish is that we kind of come to the leadership table with specific styles, go-to manners in how we lead our teams. Uh, <laughs> Uh, f for example, there's some people who will really focus in on nurture, uh, or a, a traditionally called soft form of leadership, where they're they're focused in on the people side of it. Yeah. Want to make sure everybody's doing well. Uh, others are going to be high challenge, outcome, outputs, yeah. results focused people. They're just wired that way. Yeah. Uh, and in in culture today, uh, there's a tendency to label a hard work environment or a hard leader as toxic. Or mm. something that can happen at work, family, uh, community environments. If that leadership style is too high of a, of a standard, too output focused, mm. someone's going to cry toxic. Yeah. And so uh, I want to look at these uh, leadership styles and, and just say, where can we find uh, a balance or is there something different or a different uh, outlook at, as we look at these different styles? Uh, get your insight on it because I, I think you've got a good read on this. Um, so let's start with your experiences of, of hard and soft leadership, Utah. What's been your experience? 
So this this is a and thanks, Chris. Again, uh, I mean, I'm always excited about this particular topic, um, and this is probably the first time where uh, just being able to share it with a bigger audience on some of my thoughts. You know, so many books that are out there that describe the different kinds of leadership styles, and there's always this tendency, especially when we read a lot of books to fit ourselves into one mold and say, yeah, that's more like me and that's my style. Um, and rather, what I have seen uh, in, in, in the different teams that I've been on, it's not just the individual and who comes in and has that title of leader. It's also the response of the team to said leader. All right. So I once worked for a leader who was probably the most feared and fear is a very strong word in the Air Force um, and very, I guess if I use the term high challenge, mm -hmm. it was a high challenge. And, and so there was a lot of mystique and a lot of uh, trepidation uh, when folks heard that this person was taking on this leadership role. Um, and I remember ending up in that office to work and realizing this was just a regular dude, hmm. right? And, and much of the mystique, much of the trepidation was about a perceived notion, Wow! right? Um, and there was high expectation. There were higher standards, hmm. but the fear wasn't because you were walking into this environment and you're going to be stepped on. It was a perception. Hmm. You know, it, it's it's kind of like, you know, in the playground, the playground bully who just flinches and you flinch. Yeah. You know, they weren't going to hit you, but just that <laughs> flinch, just the idea of what they could do hmm. drives a certain kind of behavior uh, on the on the part of the followers. And, and we see that a lot in the military. You know, usually if you're on a team and you hear that there's, you're going to get a new leader, everyone starts, you know, we, we call it the bro call. You know, start making phone calls to your folks mm -hmm. and say, hey, tell us about so-and-so. You know, what are they like? You right. know, yeah. you know and, and everyone's starting to try to get a feel for mm -hmm. what that person's going to be like. Are we going to have to cower in fear or you know, do people generally like this person? Right. Right. Yeah. So there, I think that, that, that plays a factor. Um, I, I believe toxic is just that it's toxic. And, and if, if you are that person who does not deal with people with a degree of respect and treat them with dignity, uh, you're just toxic. Hmm. You know, there are other bad words used for those leaders, but you're just toxic, right? <laughs> but you can be, and people can accept a high challenge leader if they understand their why. Mm. That's right? so key. People will rise to the level of expectation that you set for them. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I remember my, one of my first, my first command job, um, when I got there, the, the organization had won so many awards like in previous years and so when newcomers would come i had a newcomers brief and and i would say to folks hey you guys glad to have you on the team guess what we won the super bowl last year you don't have a ring 
Hmm. It means we have to get one this year yeah. with you. You know, and so I just raised the bar that said, hey, we need to win this thing again this year. Wow. And we're glad you're here because you're going to help us accomplish that. Hmm. So that's high challenge. That's good. But that raises the bar for that individual that says, hey, you're not coming here to play. You're not coming here to slack off. Mm-hmm. We are going to try to win this thing because we won it last year and we're trying to repeat you know, and try to do better than we did last year. Yeah. And, and so I, I don't see that as, as being taken in a toxic way. It's just now they know their why. They know mm-hmm. why we're here. They know what the expectations are. And everyone elevates their game. Yeah. Uh, and that's, that's different from an environment where someone is toxic, does not treat people with dignity and respect, does not accept input, folks don't feel like their voices are being heard, uh, really doesn't take care mm. of people. Yeah. Um, and especially, there's, there is an aspect of leadership that you hear about a lot today, and it is a human need, is this, this sense of, this idea of appreciation and recognition. Mm. Right? You know, and you hear this a lot in military circles, like, well, you know, uh, we never get recognized. Mm. And I remember I used to hear, I heard that one time. It's like, yeah, we never win anything, but we never get recognized. Uh, and, and that's, it's, it's almost like my movie wasn't good because I didn't win the Oscar. Hmm. Or my movie wasn't good because we did not break the box office record. Right, right. You know, some of my favorite movies that I watch and quote didn't make any money in the box office. Yeah, they're they're sure. not even popular. They're cult mm-hmm. classics, but they're still good movies. Yeah. And so I think leaders have to be cognizant that when you have a team, uh, everyone needs to feel appreciated, but that happens differently for every person. Mm-hmm. There are some people who will get a lot out of um, an award. There are other people that will get so much more out of a post-it on their keyboard. Hmm. That's good. You know, that just a specific post-it that just says, hey, you crushed that presentation. I've never seen it done that way before, and I'm glad you're here. As a post-it that's there while, while they weren't around. You will get so much mileage being able to figure out how to tailor praise with members of your team. And that takes some work on the part of leaders to get to mm-hmm. know who their people are. Absolutely. You know, um, and it's like, it's hard to lead people you don't know. I think that's so true. Because, yeah. and so just a couple thoughts. Yeah. First, putting toxic in its own category yeah. is so good. Yeah. It's not a style, it's just wrong. Yes. Right? I love that. Yeah. And then, as what you're saying right now is each treating each person on your team according to what brings the best out of them yes. is so key. And Absolutely. we see that when we read scripture with Jesus. Yep. He used hard styles. He looked at the Pharisees and called them snakes. Yeah. He also was able to put his arm around Peter and say, look, you, you betrayed me three times. Now yes. I'm restoring you. That I'm was putting powerful. you back into leadership, right? So yeah. he has the ability to use what he needs for each moment. Yeah. Um, you've already mentioned you work in a traditionally hard leadership style environment. We follow orders, yes. <laughs> <laughs> High authority organization. Yes. 
Um, what do you see, uh, especially in the church, because the church has such a temptation to jettison high challenge, right? Mm. Hard leadership style. What do we surrender when leaders jettison a hard style at times when it's needed? What are we losing? So it, it, it's it's this is tough for me, right? Because that 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 paintbrush um, of hard versus soft. Leaders are confronted with so much uh, at any given time. Um, you're, I'm always amazed about the capacity of the brain to absorb so much information mm -hmm. and, and, and being able to filter all that and make decisions, um, what I would call at the speed of relevance, right? Mm -hmm. you, you gotta, you gotta make decisions at speed. And, and so, uh, when you're, when you're confronted with so much as a leader, you're making decisions, uh, are you equipped, right? Uh, to make the right call based on what you know? Um, and in the church environment, it can get just as murky. And that's why I say leadership occurs in a gray, you know, because if it's black and white and ones and zeros, then that's not leadership. I can get a robot to do that, mm -hmm. you know, but a lot of it is in the gray. It's like, what do you do uh, when your entire team are volunteers? Mm. They're volunteers. They yeah. don't have to be there. They're just right. volunteers. And now you have this tough decision to make. Right? And so um, it's not a time to just call yourself, well, I'm going to be the hard leader right now. Right. It's like, yeah. hey, volunteers. Yep. <laughs> you know, you, you, you can be hard if you want to, but then you have to deal with the second and third order effects of, of that. And so mm -hmm. I think it's so nuanced mm. that you just can't, you know, sort of paint it with a certain label. Um, I think part of it is with each scenario, one, the patience of Job, mm. to just, just take a pause and go, okay, what's going on here? Second, God, let me see this through your lens. Because mm. my lens is foggy. I'm probably hungry. I haven't had my coffee. I probably have some stuff I'm dealing with myself. I'm under a lot of pressure. Yeah. I mean, my back hurts. I mean, it could be <laughs> so much. And so I think just, it's okay to, for that, for leaders to just say, Lord, let me see this through your lens. Mm -hmm. What am I not seeing here? Right. And, and then, you know, just praying for wisdom as to how do you approach this um, because that, that's our call. I mean, the examples we have, and you've cited them, where, where Jesus did different things under different scenarios, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and he had the, this perfect ability to be a lion and a lamb at the same time, at the same time, you know? Um, you know the guy is gonna betray you. You tell him he's gonna betray you. And you still put your arms around him and still call him a rock. Yeah. Right? I mean. Yeah. So it's and, and, and it's a tough it's a tough ask for leaders to go. Well, you want us to be as insightful as Jesus was? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> uh, if you don't ask, the answer is no. 
Right. So pray for that kind of wisdom to That's be able good. to, with each scenario that you're confronted with, uh, approach them, you know, with that same sense of what, what does, you know, praying for wisdom, allow me to see this through your lens, uh, apply what I know in my own gift, in my own experience, and look at the information. And if, if you're not at peace and you need more time, take more time. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you don't have a lot of time, make the best decision you know. And oh, by the way, and this is, this is what I tell people all the time. It's like, who wants to be a millionaire? Phone a friend. Absolutely. Pick up the phone and call someone. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's a hard pill for men to swallow, especially because, you know, we always think that we're the only ones dealing with whatever it is we're right. dealing with. Yeah. And we don't want to appear weak. Definitely don't want to call a competitor and tell them I'm struggling. Sure. But no, phone a friend. You know, you know, Solomon said there is nothing new under the sun. Yeah. You know, and in my 26 years of doing this, I haven't come across anything that I'm the first. Yeah. That's I, never happened before. Absolutely. I couldn't tell you how many times <laughs> I was on the phone with people in the States yeah. just in the last 12 months. Yeah. Uh, going through COVID, going through all kinds of just my own job changes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I say it's, it's, not, it's not high, it's not hard, it's not soft. It's, it's you know, understanding what you're confronted with. And, and you know, it's almost like your, your thermostat or your rear stat adjusting based on what you see. And, you know, and I like using sports analogies. Right, because you, you have these 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 guys on the sidelines, these coaches mm. who have this experience, and they're seeing more than just what those on the field are seeing, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. they see things, and when they see things, they call a timeout. They mm-hmm. go, "Hey, timeout! I've seen something. Let's talk about That's it." That's good, right? And and they make these decisions quickly because they've taken the time to look at the environment. And, and quarterbacks do the same thing. You see a quarterback, you know, they have in their mind, they play it out, they get down there and they look up and they see something different. And they go, oh, this is different. Mm-hmm. We're going to do something else. Yep. And it's not, it's, it, it's not that different in what we do uh, in our day-to-day lives. It's we have to be aware of our environment, mm-hmm. aware of the situation, and, and just taking the time. And if... If within our own gift we can't come up with a scenario, call someone. Yeah. Just say, hey, um, I'm having this thing I'm dealing with right now. I haven't seen this before. What do you think? Mm-hmm. And you'll be surprised. You know, folks would be like, yeah, I just dealt with that last year. And here's what we had to go through. And here's what we did. Wow. It's like, wow, I didn't even think of that. Thank mm. you. you know? And so we can't go into these scenarios thinking that we are, that's, that's part of just ego. Just thinking that I am the answer person. Right. You know, um, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Um, and the answer might be in someone on the team who I'd least expected. But if all I do is give them an audience and say, hey, what do you think? They'll shock you with their input. It's like, well, you know, you know I've been thinking about this and here's what I suggest. And you go, you know what? That's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's a that's actually that could work. 
And, and, and you've done two things. One, you've increased their commitment. Mm -hmm. They feel heard. They feel included. They're probably going to go 200 yards further than they would, you would have asked them to go yeah. because Absolutely. of that. And the rest of the team says, oh, wow, she does listen to us. Mm -hmm. Or he does listen. Yeah. You know, and, and so um, rather than paint us into corners of our styles, I would rather we become better listeners, right? Uh, better sensors of our environment and what's going on. Mm -hmm. and, and then just being humble enough to listen uh, in order to help us make better decisions. Yeah, that's good. I feel like you've, you've walked through this question that I wanted to ask you, which was how you manage your style, depending yeah. on the, that, that time. We got your answers right there. <laughs> Listening yeah. Yeah. better. Absolutely yeah. good. Um, well, so wrap us up with what's your advice on how to respond to the style of leadership you're receiving? Mm. Or hmm. maybe how do you help your leader uh, lead you? This is a good one. I actually, I'll answer with a, with a, a story. Um, because I, I still smile at this one uh, from time to time. So I, I was in a leadership position, and it was a large unit, and we were all over the, you know, we had buildings all over the, the base. And, and my boss uh, had this tendency to, to do drive-bys. We call them drive-bys when your boss just stops by in one of your sections without mm -hmm. telling you, and they didn't know he or she was coming. Yeah. And, and so... He would do that, uh, and then when he went there, it, it felt like stop the dummy. You mm. know, he was just asking them a bunch of questions, and yeah. so now they're feeling weird. They're answering, and then he would come back, and it, it felt like he would come back to test if I would have the same answer. Mm. Right, and so so now it's creating this this weird scenario where folks are just getting tense, and so my initial reaction was to tell the team, hey, I can't control my boss's drive-bys, but when he does stop by, before he gets back to his office, I need to know. Hmm. You need to let me know he had stopped by and what that was about. And I was like, okay. So that was a Band-Aid, you know, because now it's just like, all right, let's just make sure we're all on the same page type stuff. Yep. But it still doesn't release the tension. Right. right? And so, Six months go by, now it's time for my feedback session with my boss. So he tells me how he thinks I'm doing, you know, and, and then finally he says, hey, do you have anything for me? And I go, this is my chance. This is my moment. Mm. And I go, actually, yes, sir, I do. He goes, oh, well, what do you got? And, and I, said, uh, I said, well, sir, is there anything that you are expecting of me that I am not doing um, right now because you know I notice you, you you know you, you stop by you know the sections every now and then you asking them questions is there something I'm not getting after uh, to meet your expectations and he goes no 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 you're doing everything you know I have no issues and so I said well sir when 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 the team sees your car coming they get excited. They're excited because they think you're going to give them a coin or recognize one of them. 
So they're mm-hmm. they're scrambling to try to find a guy who's gonna get praise from you because you're coming by, and 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 so that's not what's happening. And I'd like to preserve you in that role mm. where they see you and they get excited and not get afraid yeah. of of you coming by. And he just sat back in his seat, and he never thought of it that way. Wow. And that was he said, you know, I never realized that that was a perspective that they mm. would have. I was like, yes, sir. They they used to get excited, but now they're just scared when your car comes around. Mm. And, and so he didn't like that idea yeah. of wow, I I'm I'm scaring the kids. And that was the last time he ever did that. Wow. That was the last time he he never did another drive by after that. You know, and so so for me I, I had to pray going into that scenario, it's like, okay, how do I approach my boss with this thing that he's doing that just, just kind of feels like he's trying to pit one against the other? You know, and I need to frame everything in the form of a question so he doesn't look like I'm attacking him or and and I prayed for wisdom and I was like, well, maybe I'll just put it this way and tell him, you know, let him know that we're trying to preserve him in a good guy status. Yeah. You know, and it worked, you know, so um, so my lesson, you know, for leaders is um, if you're in that scenario uh, there, I mean, there are several things you can do. Like I said, if folks are toxic, they're just toxic. And, and there are ways to address those. Mm-hmm. But if it's, if it's one of those where folks aren't realizing the second and third order effects of their actions or their body language, you know, I think there, there, there are creative ways to do that. One is you could find a trusted agent to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, find someone else. That, that they, you believe that they'll hear. Usually the number two is a good person. You know, there's a deputy or a number two somewhere is like, hey, you know, you know, why does the boss keep doing so-and-so? Is there something we're not getting after? You know, because he's scaring the kids, you know. That's, that's one way to do it. Hmm. Or you just, you look for opportunities. You just look for opportunities. Um, but ultimately, we're still guided by this idea of speaking truth and love, being gracious, um, and, yeah. and approaching even our leaders. Yeah. Um, they're listeners too, and they're human beings too, and Lord knows they too need Jesus, right? <laughs> <laughs> Amen. We all do. <laughs> we all do. So if, if, we, can, if we can be that, um, I, I guess for me, I, and I use this now in my current job, uh, I say to myself, I just want to be the tall glass of water that just cools people, mm-hmm. that refreshes. You know, refreshes people, yeah. eases the tension, uh, and gets after what we're trying to do without all of that you know, high blood pressure and all that stuff. That's so, that's so good. Ita, thanks for your time again today. Oh, thanks, Chris. This uh, is good. This is a lot of fun. I'm telling can... you, you're going to make me addicted to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got two more at least. All right. And we'll, uh, we'll pick it up next time. Uh, thanks again. And yeah. All right. Cheers, buddy. I love what Ita just wrapped us up with. He wants to be that cool glass of water that refreshes as he leads his teams toward their intended results. How can you do that in your area of influence so that those you're leading 
will thrive. Each of you, the people on your teams or in your leadership influence, require different styles. We all respond in different ways, and even each person needs a hard answer at times or a soft answer at different times. So, Lord, give us the understanding, the discernment, the ability to know the difference, and help us also to communicate upward as we help those who are leading us communicate better in ways that motivate and help us to thrive. That's the calling, guys. That's the uh, challenge for us to, to lead well and to help our leaders lead well. If you've got feedback, questions, or want to connect with me or with ETA, reach out to us, men at frontlinecommunity.org. We're coming back again, coming up with episode three about leadership, looking at diverse teams. It's going to be an excellent conversation. Look for that coming up. And guys, until then, lead well, reject passivity, walk in the good works God has called you to do as you influence others for God's glory and their good. God bless, guys.